I had no idea how to feel alive because I could not recall a time in my life when I actually felt alive. And that was a moment where I really had to shift how I was showing up every single day and start to take baby steps to bring myself back to life and do things very, very differently. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon Podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Notch. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Happy 2021, and I hope you had an amazing holiday season with your loved ones and you are ready to change the world for the better. I'm super excited for you to listen to this year's first episode with my dear guest, Heather Chauvin, who shares a lot of great insights so that you can start 2021 with a huge inspiration and momentum. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that if you're seeking to make a change and have an even bigger impact as a coach, consultant, or thought leader in 2021, I would highly recommend you check out my podcast mastery course at mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash course, where I'm teaching you step by step how to start your authority building podcast as a change maker so that you can scale your impact, influence, and income in 2021. On top of all that, you can get access to this course with a huge discount in January. For more information, simply go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash course and you can find all the details there. All right, so my guest today is Heather Chauvin, who is a leadership coach and strategic parenting expert who helps ambitious women become leaders at work and home. Drawing from her professional experience as a social worker and her life experience raising three boys, Heather created a signature approach to focus her clients on sustainability, profitability, and ease in business and life. She is the host of the Mom is in Control podcast, where she reveals her most vulnerable truth about womanhood, marriage, parenting, living through stage four cancer, and running a successful business without burning out. Heather's been featured as a TEDx speaker and on the OWN Network, CTV, and the Jenny McCarthy Show. She has also appeared in Entrepreneur and Real Simple. When Heather's is not being a classic Canadian by driving her boys to hockey practice, you will find her curled up on the couch with her husband, surfing the internet, researching their next family adventure. At the beginning of today's episode, Heather shared her personal story, entrepreneurial journey, and how she came alive as a human being. In the middle of the episode, Heather shared her experiences with stage 4 cancer, she shared how she built a sustainable 7-figure business, and talked about the exact steps anyone can take to do the same. One of the most important questions she asked herself is, how do you want to feel in your business? Closer to the end, we dove deeper into what it means to be alive, how Heather defined it to herself, and what action steps you can take in order to start feeling alive. 
As we were talking about this topic in this episode, a powerful quote by Howard Thurman came to my mind, who simply said, Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do that, because what the world needs is more people who come alive. So in this episode, you will hear Heather's personal experience of how she came alive. And after listening to this interview, you will have some ideas what you can do to feel more alive. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Heather Chauvin to find the episode's show notes page. So without any further ado, enjoy 2021's first episode with the one and only Heather Chauvin. Hi, Heather, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Hey, Tibor. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. And um, I wanted to start with your story. And first off, talk to us a little bit about what you do today, how you got there, and more importantly, how did you come alive? <laughs> Everyone always asks me this question in different forms. And I'm always like baffled at the question because it's such a long, not a long answer, but you know, in hindsight, it's always 2020. And when you're in it, it feels like you're not really moving or making any shifts or changes. So I'll go back a little bit. Um, my professional background is in social work. Um, I think what's really important to know is, yeah, I have a professional background in social work. Um, I have three boys. So I'm a mother of three boys. They're now 15, 10, and seven, always changing, <laughs> always changing their age. <laughs> and then it screws me up every time, but 15, 10, and seven and motherhood, like becoming a mother was, I would say, one of my moments of awakening, like that was a huge aha moment for me. Um, mm -hmm. Because I just, I, I became a mom when I was 18. And I remember looking at my son for the first time, realizing, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And would I be satisfied if my son was who I was in that moment? And the answer was no. So there was something inside of me that even though I felt like I was failing um, as a human, I, I just never wanted him. It was almost like a, I didn't want to feel like a failure. So it was like a double failure. So I just used fear as my motivator and I started changing my life and kind of the lens that I was started living through was becoming the person that I most desired my child to be. And being a single mother, 18, um, educated myself, went to university, got my social work degree, um, became obsessed with mental and emotional health, like really digging into it because I was also afraid of um, my son's um, biological father's um, past with mental illness. And I wanted to just get ahead of the curve a little bit because, again, I was like, what can I do to be proactive? So, but here's the, here was the kicker. I'm like, okay, I have a degree. I'm in the industry. And then when my son was around four or five, he started showing me very traditional childhood behaviors, right? Like defiance and just acting out. Um, 
so I, what do you do as a parent? You read all the books, like you read the parenting books, but I could not correlate like a strategy from a book into real life because this is a child. It's a human being. It's not like step one, do this step two, do this. And then when you're in that moment with your child, you're like one second, I need to go to chapter three, page five. Right. So, um, I started again, he was teaching me become the person you most desire him to be. And I started learning about meditation and mindfulness and started teaching him this, this tool and strategy. And while I was at work teaching parents, um, you know, how to, (laughs) how to like be awesome parents and all this, I would go home and I would be a hypocrite and I would yell. And I started to realize that there's a disconnect here and I wasn't okay being a hypocrite. So that's how I shifted into my business because parents were asking me like, what are you doing? And I was like, meditation and mindfulness. And then fast forward seven years ago, as I was building my online business, as I was kind of jumping outside of the box of who I needed to be as a woman and a mother and a business owner, I fell into the trap of, you know, the hustle and give, 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 give to your children, give, give, give to your clients, give to your business and do not give to yourself. Mm. Do not give to yourself. And I bought into it because Tibor, I was still operating from that place of I'm not enough. I've already failed as a mother. I need to become the person I most desire my son to be. And, um, and I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer. Mm. My body was showing me signs for a very long time that it needed my attention, but I didn't know how to give it attention. So I just kept using the excuse. I don't have time. I don't have time for myself. I don't have time until I had to, I had all the time in the world to pay attention to myself. So when I was diagnosed, um, previous to being diagnosed, I listened, I was into personal development. I had mentors. I read the books. I listened to the podcasts. Um, I meditated, I drank green juice, I did yoga, but I also dabbled into everything and I didn't go one level deeper and like commit to it. So after I was diagnosed, I was like, screw this, I'm done. Like, I do not want to feel like this in my life. Like how many more like aha moments do I need to have from the universe in order to wake up? So I remember there was a night I was on the bathroom floor. I was in between treatment and I was terrified I was going to die. Like I was backed into a corner looking at my deepest fear. My deepest fear was dying and leaving my children behind. And I just kept thinking, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And, and then I started asking myself, okay, if you don't want to die, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to feel alive. And then I kept asking, I was like, I was self-coaching myself and I'm like, okay, you're not dead yet. Like in this moment, Heather, you are not dead on this bathroom floor. So what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I want to feel alive. And then I asked myself, well, what do you need to do to feel alive? And then I realized in that moment, I was not afraid of dying. I had no idea how to feel alive because I could not recall a time in my life when I actually felt alive. 
And that was a moment where I really had to shift how I was showing up every single day and start to take baby steps to bring myself back to life and do things very, very differently. Wow. First of all, thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. And um, so you're a big inspiration to me and hopefully to the listeners as well. And in your TEDx talk, Dying to Be a Good Mother, you talk about some of these things. And I highly recommend the listeners checking out the TEDx talk as well. What I wanted to get back to, well, a couple of things, right? Um, first and foremost, how much do you think, you know, hustling and, and working on your own business contributed to stage four cancer? Or I'm just curious, right? Because something that I can very much relate to is the, I don't have time, you know, I hustle, I keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And I think many entrepreneurs can relate to this. And it's kind of like just putting our health uh, on side. We are not focusing on that. And it's really important, right? But it's just like when you have something like this, that's that's kind of like a big awakening. So I, I'm just curious if that journey, the entrepreneurial journey, the hustle, did it contribute to the stage four cancer or was it something, was it something else? I, I get asked this question a lot and I'm always... I, I don't say I like tread water lightly, as they say, but I, I want to make it very clear that it's not this all or nothing mentality, right? People think you're either hustling or you're on vacation on a beach somewhere when, you know, we can actually travel, but it's like, you're <laughs> either, you're either completely off or you're completely on. And I have developed a lifestyle of integration. So my personality hasn't necessarily changed. Like I'm a very driven person and I can have workaholic tendencies, but I also have done a lot of inner work to know why am I holding on to having to put everything on my plate? So, you know, that whole saying of working smarter, not harder of mm -hmm outsourcing as quick as possible, making sure that your business is sustainable and profitable. So your money stuff will come up like, oh, I need to make it affordable so that I get more clients. Well, does affordable mean that you're actually not able to delegate or grow your team or make it sustainable? So over and over and over again, and this isn't just for women, it's for men too, like all humans, we have a tendency to like bootstrap everything and then don't outgrow that, right? Or it, it's always, you always had to put a lot of energy into something to get the engine going. But my, now my filter is, is this in alignment with how I want to feel? So fueling my body with nutritious food is part of my business strategy. Working out is part of my business strategy. Taking time off is part of my business strategy. And when I sit with that discomfort example, if I'm like, okay, I'm not working on the weekends or I'm not answering emails after 5 p.m. or I'm not, it's like, if I have these boundaries in place and then I'm uncomfortable with them or they're not sustainable, that's where the, that's where the work needs to happen where you're like, oh, this is not sustainable, right? So I... I just, I reverse engineered how I want to feel in my life. 
And because I lead that way, I also notice that my team were just we're in it. There's no anger. There's no resentment um, because we are all taking care of ourselves and we can just become these machines. Now, when I adopted this mentality, my business grew 10 times. Like I I grew my business to seven figures when before I could barely pay the bills. And it was because I was operating from this place of lack and not enough. And then doing that inner work um, allowed me to change the systems and the structures and also hire better quality team, people that were more in alignment um, and just watching my patterns. It's incredibly uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it's, yeah, but the more inner work I do, the more I see it benefits not only my business, but the people I serve in my business. Wow, that's really interesting. So let me ask you this because you've mentioned systems and processes or structures and lack and not enoughness. So what are some of the things that people can do or what are some of the things that you did in order to shift from that mentality to to having this mindset of, you know, having a more sustainable, profitable business, seven figure and stuff like that. So what are some of the exact things you you did? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is my mission as a human is to mm-hmm. redefine, uh, especially for mothers, but women in general, redefine their definition of success. And it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm with my children all the time, or I only work 10 hours a, a week or whatever that is. It has to feel really good to you. So if you are building an empire and you're like, oh my gosh, my life would be complete, then go after that. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom and that your life would be complete, go after that, like step into that own who you want to be and how you want to feel. So that is number one. Um, I'm also not a systems and process person. So I'm a visionary. I'm a visionary. I have Mm, the ideas. I'm creative. Outsource hiring experts that are masters at what they do. If someone said, create the sales page, create this spreadsheet. I would rather poke my eyes out, like poke my eyes out. So I seek out people who one, have the same ambition and drive. If I was like, Hey, can we get, you know, a system or process in place for this? And the person's like, yeah, I'll get it to you two weeks from now. I'm like, you're not moving quick enough for me. Like it just, I need quick movers. So there's like a, you have to match yourself with personalities and people who are experts in that. Um, but you did ask, like, what specifically have you done? So mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. my, you know, the way that I think, number one, how do you want to feel in your business? If you're like, I want to feel abundant, great. Make a list of everywhere in your business you feel like it's sucking the life out of you. Like working mm-hmm. too much, like whatever it is, I'm not satisfied with this person. I'm not satisfied with this software. Like make a list. We all know what we don't want. We all know what we don't want. And then look at that and go, who, how can I, how can I solve this problem? Sometimes you can solve it by yourself. So I look at my calendar all the time and I'm like, how does this feel? Or how did this, this week feel? Did it feel too heavy? Did it feel too light? What's the capacity? Your chain, your capacity is changing all the time. So I move things around. Do I want to do my coaching calls Monday through Friday? Do I just want to do them on Wednesday, Thursday? Like, what do you want? Right. So I blocked, you know, some right now I'm like, I'm blocking out Mondays and Fridays. 
I don't want to be, you know, Sunday is a chill day. I don't want to be in meetings back to back all day Monday. I thought I did, but where I'm at now. So ask yourself, how do you want to feel and shift that up? Um, yeah. And then just hire experts. Like I don't do bookkeeping. I don't do my accounting. Like I hire people like it's tax season. Oh my gosh, I hate this. I'm like, why don't you have money experts helping you with this? And so I'm always looking at my energy leaks and then I'm trying to slowly outsource that. You do not need to solve all your problems all at once. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's amazing. So you've mentioned who you want to be and how you want to feel. More importantly, how you want to feel, right? And I also love the who you want to be. That's kind of like the identity, having a vision of yourself in the future. And um, I like this concept very much. Like just, for example, what I do is journaling and I put down as if it was happening right now, some kind of a vision about myself in the future. And uh, usually it's very much connected to my identity. So for example, when it comes to podcasting, like, do I want to do the editing or am I just conducting interviews and I prepare for the interviews and, and things like that? So how do I see myself really in the future and how do I feel when I do that, right? I mean, that's that's just my example my experience, so to speak. Um, but I think, you know, I can imagine that a lot of people feel that they haven't come alive <laughs> at all. And they feel that they might be living in a survival mode, uh, which you also talk about in your TEDx talk. And, and I love this because I really want to inspire and empower people with this podcast to step into their greatness and start executing on their goals and dreams that they want to you know, accomplish and make their vision a reality, so to speak. And um, some of the things that you also talk about in your TEDx talk. I'm curious about your definition of being alive. And maybe it's connected to having a definition, having your own definition of success. What does it mean to you to be alive? And then what are some of the steps that people can take to define this and then start working on this? Great question. So I want to, I want to go back to what you said about podcasting for a second, because yeah, I'm, sure. I'm a podcaster. Um, and this, this all goes back to like, what, what feels good to you. And I find, especially in the online world, but business in general, when we, we they say you start shooting on yourself, not pooping on yourself, but shooting like S H O U L D, right? Like I should do this. I should do that. And in the online space, it is, you know, people will say, this is the way to podcast. This is the way to have a sales funnel. This is the way to build a business. And because we're not experts in it, because we're just starting, we follow somebody else's blueprint. And then you start to disconnect from yourself. So example, and I think we're really good at this, especially as hustlers and entrepreneurs of like just grinding it out, right? Like just get up, do the work. And there is a moment of that, you know, like when you start your podcast, if you don't have an editor right away, you may, I had to figure out how to use GarageBand and I just did it. And then I, as quickly as I could move, you know, edit that on, I did, I just outsourced it. Um, to my husband and then to somebody else. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, kids, can you figure this out? Because I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, I'll give you allowance if you figure it out. So yeah. you just outsource that. But here's the thing. 
What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode, and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. Hey, my friend, I'm super excited to announce that my podcast mastery course is now available. You can check out the course at mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, and you're ready to start your authority-building podcast and take your impact, influence, and income to the next level, I would highly recommend checking out my Podcast Mastery online course at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. That's MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. In this course, I'm teaching you step-by-step how to start your own epic podcast from scratch. There are four in-depth modules available in this course and additional bonus materials. So in module one called Podcast Foundations Mastery, you will learn about the foundations that are indispensable to launch a successful podcast. In module two called Podcast Tech Mastery, you will learn about the technical side of podcasting. In module three called Podcast Creation Mastery, you will learn about everything that you need to create in order to be able to launch your podcast. In module four called Podcast Launch Mastery, you will learn how to launch your podcast the right way. And last but not least, in the bonus section, you will find additional checklists, email templates, workflow templates, and sample documents that will help you design and launch your podcast like a pro. You can check out the course details at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. That's MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. The world is waiting to hear your message, my friend, so let's stop hiding in plain sight and start sharing your truth. Check out the course at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course right now. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming conversation. I've been podcasting for four years and Mm -hmm. how the conversations that I want to have have definitely changed. I don't know if you've noticed, like you've had that too, where you're like, I'm done talking about this. Like I'm really intrigued around something else. So I'm like, you know what? I actually don't want to have a lot of interviews. Everyone's got to interview and then they have to do this and this. And I was like, no, I just love solo podcasts. So you've had to, I've had to play with it. Um, But you asked me like, what, what does coming alive mean to you? Or what is that definition of success? Right? Yeah. 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 So, So I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what feeling alive felt like. So for me, it's feeling good. And feeling good can actually be a very vulnerable thing. Like people sabotage feeling good all the time because culturally we've defined success as feeling like crap, right? Feeling depleted, having a lot of money in the bank, but you're miserable and you're barely hanging on by a thread. Like that's kind of the cultural definition of success is climb the ladder, do whatever you need to do, take care of your health after you retire at 65. And So to me, feeling alive is like, I had to discover what that felt like. I'll tell you a story post-cancer. I was really defined about that. Like, okay, feeling alive. What does this look like? So I started looking at people that I thought were happy. And I remember people just walking down the street or going for a bike ride or sitting in a, in a uh, cafe with a journal. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. So I would go for a walk 
And the whole time my mind is saying, this is the dumbest waste of your time. Like, why are you physically walking? That is Mm. ridiculous. Like you should be at least running. Like walking is not productive, right? Like this is what's going on in my mind. That's me. That's me. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, this is, yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah, who cares about this? Like, oh my gosh, I could be sending those emails. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time. But we have to pay attention to the compound effect that there's so much going on in your brain. There's so much going on for your like the, you know, calming your nervous system to actually allow you to recoup and recharge and like nature and, you know, vitamin D. There's just so much more happening that Mm. I have to trust that. But here, this was the ultimate kicker for me. I went to a cafe one day when I think at this point it was post treatment. So I had like a toddler at home with my son and, you know, the older boys, I brought my journal. I sat there, paid way too much for a latte, way too much. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and happiness is just going to hit me. Like it's just going to hit me. And I sat down and guess what happened? The opposite. I became overwhelmed with guilt it and fear and overwhelm. It just poured out of me. It was the opposite of how I wanted to feel. And here is what I discovered. Mm-hmm. If you have a cup, right? Like metaphorical cup, and it is full of overwhelm and hustle and fatigue, you have to pour that out before you can let gratitude and adventure and lightness and ease and peace and contentment and abundance come in. Mm. So even though I started putting things on my calendar that I assumed would allow me to feel alive, which were time to just think and be and, you know, working, working my body and like just moving my body and fueling my body. I felt like shit for a really long time. Because I had to dump out that cup of all of everything that I was holding inside of me. And then eventually I could feel this spark of energy coming up like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, there's a little, you know, there's a feeling of contentment. There's a feeling of peace. Mm. And um, it took a really, really long time to recondition myself around what it felt like to feel alive and to feel good. Wow, yeah, I I couldn't relate more to be honest with you, especially to this productivity uh, topic. I would say because I am always looking at things: am I productive? And you know, if I meet a friend, I'm not being productive. <laughs> it's just a waste of time, and it's a mindset thing, right? So you you have to shift your mindset around those things. Yeah, we could go deeper into this, and I have so many things on my mind, especially also connected to the podcast because I really liked what you said about following someone else's blueprint and we don't know what we want, but we're just following somebody, somebody else's blueprint. Like that's huge. I have never heard that before, but that's true because I just think about my online course. For example, I finished the course on how to launch a podcast and I talk about interviews, right? And I teach people how to do interviews and those people might not know that there's a possibility to do solo episodes and solo podcasts or co-hosting shows or whatever, right? And uh, I feel that's my responsibility to talk about those possibilities as well. But it's true because someone might be just following a blueprint and they don't necessarily know what they really want, what they desire. 
Another thing that you've mentioned, feeling good and desire. And sometimes we think that desire is something that we can't rely on or focus on or, or have. But in your TEDx talk, you talk about this also a little bit. I want, I crave, I desire. I think that's that's one of the most important things to to listen to what your desires tell you, what you want. We've been taught not to listen to ourselves. Mm. Like that's, we've been conditioned. Think about it. I'm extremely passionate about parenting. And for a really long time, I just focused my business on talking about parenting. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, if another parent asks me like how to get their kids to listen to them, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. So I realize it's this whole life, right? Like parenting is maybe one filter or pain point, but you have to realize we've been raised not to trust ourselves, right? Mm. We've been raised a perfect example of that. And I know, you know, obviously you and I grew up in different cultures, but it's still this like children are seen and not heard. Like Mm. I am, you know, parents are the authority. Children are like second class citizens. Where I live now, children are almost first-class citizens and the parents are second-class citizens. And that is why parents are so overwhelmed because of the pressure that they're putting on themselves. But here's one example. You know, how many times have we said, you cannot leave the dinner table until all of your food is gone, right? Mm, But the child is doing intuitive eating and they're only eating 20% of what's on their plate because... They have a sensitive stomach or they're like, I'm full. I legit am full. But yet we're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself. And yes, maybe there's some, you know, some psychological stuff there. But how many times are we telling children not to trust themselves? And then when we get into adulthood and people are like, trust your gut. What do you think? What, what do you think your podcast should look like? Use your creative mind. We're like, what? That has been beat out of me. So we have to begin to like reparent ourselves and get back into that like childlike spirit of who was I before the world told me who mm. I needed to be. And I I know somebody else said that and I don't know who, but it's really it's like wow. Do I can I even recall who I was born to be? Wow. That's huge and uh, I think you talk about this or more similar topics in your podcast Mom is in control. So what can people expect if they tune into the podcast set over 700 episodes, 776 yeah. or something like that? Yeah, there's <laughs> Congratulations. An, intense, an intense amount of knowledge. When I figured, uh, I think it was 2019, I challenged myself to put out a podcast a day. Mm-hmm. So almost, wow. I think I skipped a total of 14 episodes in the whole year. The reason why I did that, they were 20 minute episodes, but the reason why I did that was because I was finding myself censoring. Like I had a whole week to, to mentally talk myself in or out of what I was going to talk about. Right. If I was just doing an episode a week. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to talk to myself on my phone. By the Mm. way, I use voice memos on my podcast or on my, on my podcast, on my iPhone. I use the iPhone headphones and I record my podcast in my car 99% of the time. Wow, that's cool. And then I email 
I email that voice memo to my assistant or whoever's going to edit my podcast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. here's your audio. And that's it. So wow. on the podcast, I, I really just, I talk a lot about this process that I teach, which is called energetic time management. So it's really about managing your energy, not your time. I talk about conscious parenting, but in general, it is how it's like, what's the life you want to be living in your personal and professional life? Give yourself permission to go for it. And I'm really interactive with my community, um, you know, answering their questions and just letting them know they're not alone. And I get hundreds of messages like all the time from people saying, you have changed my life just by listening to you. So I'm, there's no reason for me to stop because I know I'm making an impact. Wow. I love that impact. That's the key word. And um, what are some of the things that you are excited about or the most excited about? Do you have an upcoming book? Yes. Am I right there? Yes. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So depending on when this is launched, my book is supposed to come out um, at the end of February of 21. And it is called Dying to Be a Good Mother. So it's kind of based off the TEDx talk, um, but it's more of a teaching memoir. So my story, uh, it's a mix of my story and coaching, but I really want women to feel like they're not alone uh, and they can see themselves in my story, but they also have a sense of hope that change is possible. And then I also give them some step-by-step strategy on how to begin those those changes. So um, yeah, it's really a book for anyone who, you know, is a woman, wants to, you know, identifies as a woman, mother or not, um, and men as well. I know sometimes <laughs> men are trying to understand women, so that may give you a little insight into us as well. Um, yeah. But that's the whole point is like, you're not alone in the world. We all, we all are challenged and struggle with something. And I just, I want them to feel like change, that there is another way to be in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And is it available for pre-order just to put it in the show notes maybe? or Yeah, you can definitely just go to my website um, and you'll see the tab that says book at the top. So my name, Heather Shomay, my last name is spelled C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com um, and just go under the book tab and you'll see all the up-to-date links there. Yeah, awesome. And uh, speaking of books, I usually ask my guests about book recommendations as we are coming to the end of the episode. And uh, what are some of the books, maybe mindset, spiritual, entrepreneurial books that you would recommend to the listeners? Well, you've probably heard this before, but The Big Leap. I feel like The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is is like a go-to anytime as an entrepreneur when you're about to jump into your next vision or your next level. Um, from a parenting perspective, uh, you know, whoever you are, if you're like, I need to figure this out, I love, love, love Dr. Shafali. I think mm-hmm. working on your personal relationships is an underrated business strategy because we're bringing that into our business. So anything from Dr. Shafali, the conscious parent, the awakened family, um, a huge fan of Brene Brown and daring greatly mm-hmm. vulnerability. Um, and I always, I don't know, I just, anyone who creates something outside of the box, I'm, I'm always a 
fan of, but yeah, that's, that's mainly what I've been. Those are some of my suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing them. And, uh, before I ask my last question, you've mentioned already your website, but talk to us where they can, where people can find you online, get in touch with you. And also, as far as I know, you have some free giveaways for the listeners. Yeah. So I'm highly active um, on the podcast. So it's called Mom is in Control. You can find that anywhere. Um, where else am I? Instagram, which is my name, Heather Chauvin, and my website as well, heatherchauvin.com. And then, oh, on my website, I have a free mini course, which is called Get Out of Your Own Way. So you can see that on the on the front page of my website. Yeah, absolutely. And Live Alive is something that is going right now, hmm. right? I mean, it's available on your podcast, maybe? Yeah. So depending on, you know, where they are, where they hear this, I'm always doing some form of live. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I just have this deep desire to give value to people. Um, and then when they want to take the next step, they also, you know, there's always an invite for that after. Um, but yeah, I'm high, I'm very active on Instagram, um, and the podcast. So just always go there to check out what's going on. Cause I'm usually have something else coming up soon. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all these resources. And my last question is, what is your mission and what is your future vision? Interesting. I feel like this always changes a little bit. And there's always like a perfectionist tendency of like, is this it? Oh, can I word it differently? You know what I mean? Like, what's your elevator pitch? Um, In a nutshell, I really, I would love, I always think in legacy, um, I would love to be known for the woman who changed um, the definition of of motherhood and culture and and the cultural expectation for women of like she gave me permission that I didn't have to be this way. So that's really my mission and vision is that women wow. feel like they can truly step into who they want to be and not who they should be based on their roles. I love that and come alive full yes. circle. I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. I wish you good luck with these aspirations, Heather. And thank you so much for being on the show. It's been amazing. Thank you, Tiber. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.